Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. Unfortunately, we got to start our conversation off with some not-so-great news. Well, at least it's not good news for the guys that wanted to make it in professional football, but definitely not good news for a guy who's been in the league for a long time who got cut by the Chiefs yesterday. Well, there are a couple of them, as a matter of fact. Taco Charlton's about whom you're talking. Heck, he was a Dallas Cowboys number one draft choice back, uh, I think, 2015 or 2016, somewhere around there. He was a really top star at Michigan State when he played. He's had injury problems. That's been his big deal. Chiefs did get him as a free agent. Thought they could uh, use him somewhere. And Andy Reid, I thought, had a pretty good uh, synopsis of Charlton yesterday when he cut him. He said, hey, this guy will end up playing for somebody. Unfortunately, it can't be us. He doesn't fit into our scheme. But he'll play. He can still do that. Anyway, he's one of five who the Chiefs let go of. The other was uh, Brian Witzman. (laughs) That's nothing new for Witzman, the old South Dakota State player. He's been with the Chiefs for three or four separate occasions and been cut and put on the taxi squad and then come back and played. Will Parks, kid out of University of Arizona, uh, played pretty well, mostly with the Denver Broncos, but just couldn't cut it with the Chiefs. And then a couple of newcomers, a linebacker named Riley Cole, he was cut. And the one I find extremely interesting was the quarterback, Anthony Gordon, because that now leaves the Chiefs with three QBs, Mahomes, of course, and Chad Henney, and then Shane Bouchelle. Now, if obviously, if the Chiefs prefer to have three quarterbacks on the club, Bouchelle will be that third one. I like it. He's a good player. If he doesn't make it, I'm sure they'll put him on the taxi squad. Chiefs doing something interesting because they cut a day early. The mandate was today by 3 o'clock, but Kansas City decided to do things ahead of time. And there's nothing that says that they can't, nor is there anything that says that they can't do it next week. Because a week from today, it has to be down to the roster of 53, and that means a bunch of cuts, like about 27 of them. I think the way they look at it is you might as well get the business done so we can start working on the plan. There's no need to wait to the last minute, especially if they know the direction they're going. just gets the team more solidified and uh, doing that dance together, which is what it's all about. So uh, we had some preseason uh, football last night. Interesting game for a young QB as well, right? Well, Trevor Lawrence had his problems in the in the first half against the New Orleans Saints. His team made a very nice comeback in the fourth period. This is Jacksonville against New Orleans, playing in New Orleans at the Superdome. And the Saints do win at 23-21. Jamez Winston quarterbacked the Saints and did a very nice job in the first half. Lawrence didn't have such good luck. His offensive line faltered a little bit, and he was under siege. But in the second half, when they had guys who are vying to make it onto the roster playing uh, Jacksonville did come back but be that as it may preseason game New Orleans wins it by a score of 23-21 and Trevor Lawrence is being welcomed into the NFL oh definitely by the media <laughs> for sure what about Urban how'd you think he did last night he was fair uh, uh, Urban doesn't have this is Urban Meyer about whom you're talking the coach of the Jaguars uh, in my opinion does not have a great nucleus on that team now to hear them talk as PR people will do hey, they're up and coming and they're going to be strong and so forth. And they may be. You can't tell a whole lot from preseason games. But this team doesn't look to be in really good shape to me, but that's simply uh, an observer's guess. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, so a golf tournament uh, ended yesterday, and this was kind of a big deal, wasn't it? This is a very big deal because this was the Northern Trust in the first of the three FedEx playoffs in PGA uh, competition. 
The regular season on the Pro Golf Tour is done. Now they're into the playoffs, which culminates with the uh, Pro Players Championship in Atlanta, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And the winner of that one, Mike, <laughs> the winner pockets $15 million. So there's a lot at stake. After each tournament now, they cut the field. So Tony Finau wins the competition yesterday, delayed by a day because of the hurricane. And this is at the Jersey City Liberty course, just outside New York City on the New Jersey side. Beautiful backdrop to the scenario. Finau and Cameron Smith went into overtime, sudden death. Cameron Smith hits his tee shot on the sudden death first hole, out of bounds. Mm. That's the ball game right there. He's not going to come back from that. Finau wins it. And Finau pockets not only the first prize, but he now goes to number one on the standings. The field is now cut to 70. There'll be 70 golfers who compete this coming weekend in the Baltimore, Maryland suburb of Caves Spring. That's where they're going to play at the Country Club. It's a very good one. Uh, so after that, then the field is cut to 30. You have to have pretty good, pretty good scores to make it into the round where you go for 15 million bucks. Man, it's incredible. It's so funny to think that all these guys across the country are sleeping in their lazy boys while these guys are making millions of dollars. <laughs> so it's a good thing the Cardinals uh, didn't play yesterday because they didn't lose. Well, that's a very good point you bring up. They did not lose, and this is <laughs> what the St. Louis reporter classified as the Charmin Soft schedule, portion of their schedule. They're supposed to have whipped up on the Pittsburgh Pirates, did not do that, lost two out of three. Now they have the Detroit Tigers coming in. Detroit is not all that bad. They feature the latest 500 career home run hitter on their team, Miguel Cabrera, who hit his 500th over the weekend. And think about that. That's He's one of only 28 players in history to hit 500 or more home runs and still playing for the Tigers. So Miggy Cabrera and the Tigers come in for a night game tonight and then a day game tomorrow before the Cardinals hit the road for a series of games beginning with the Pittsburgh Pirates again. Cardinals must own this team because they play them all the time. It seems that way. That's the way the schedule works out. But anyway, here is Detroit coming in tonight. Jack Flaherty will get the call for the Cardinals. I think the Tigers will have a very tough time beating him. And Casey Mize, who's a good pitcher, but not in Flaherty's case, will pitch for Detroit. The Tigers are six games under 500. They're an also-ran this year, but they are a young team, and they're getting a whole lot better, as are several of the teams in Major League Baseball who have had rough years. Yeah, it's been a rough season for a lot of teams, it seems, especially ones that you thought, at least on paper, um, that they would have a really good chance. It just seems that maybe that year off or that weird season last season kind of screwed things up. It definitely messes with the flow, I think, at we'll least never in my know. opinion. We'll <laughs> never know. We can only make guesses, but that's exactly what we do, especially when it comes to the Royals and just having Houston's number this last part of the season. Not only Houston, but the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs. How can you explain this? Here, the Kansas City Royals played the Cardinals six times. I don't think the Cardinals are all that good a team, in all honesty. They're about a 500 ball club, in my opinion. And the Royals lose five out of six to the Cardinals. But they played the Brewers four times and beat them in all four. Over the weekend, they take three games from the Chicago Cubs. And now last night, they go down to Houston. They go on the Houston Astros, one of the top teams in baseball and beat them by a score of 7-1. to one. This is after taking three out of four from the Astros in Kansas City last week. How do you figure? Well, that's baseball, and that's the way the game works. 
There is no way to really predict how one team is going to play against another. It's over the course of 162 games that you make the definitive assessment of a team. The Royals are better from what they thought they were and what we thought they were. They have, they have the nucleus of a building ball club. And last night, Whit Merrifield had three hits and three RBIs. Salvador Perez flying under the radar as one of the best catchers in baseball hit his 33rd home run of the year, and the Royals get a win. It's not going to hurt the Astros all that much. No, they don't have it wrapped it up yet, but they, they do have a pretty good lead in the American League Western Division. So uh, we'll see what happens, but the Royals can be a big thorn in the backside for many of these teams. You know, you say it's just baseball, but it's interesting because if you think about it, the Royals could have really helped St. Louis. If St. Louis had been able to beat them in that series, then they go take four games against Milwaukee. The situation for the Cardinals would be completely different right now. <laughs> but you're right. Um, you look at the Kansas City Royals record, and they are not their their record is not that team. At, at least that's what I think. Um, Springfield Cardinals did lose a player, but you think it's a good move for oh, them? It is. It's a great move for the player. This is Nick Plummer, who is been a star player for the Springbirds in a really down year for Springfield, as everybody knows. Plummer has been one of the top hitters. He is one of the best hitters in the Central Division in AA Baseball, and he got a promotion yesterday. He's being promoted to the Memphis Redbirds. I think the St. Louis organization looked at Plummer and said, this kid really does need a little bit more experience at an upper level. The Springfield Cardinals are going nowhere. They're not not going to be in the playoffs. They're but uh, 26 games, 25 or 26 games under 500, so they aren't going anywhere. Not going to hurt them any, so let's move Plummer up one and uh, let somebody else come up from the minor leagues and take his place for the final 25 or 30 games, whatever it is that the Springfield Cardinals have remaining. Good move for Plummer. He's the former number one draft choice in 2015. Time for him to really flex his muscle. He has done this down here, hit the ball on a consistent basis. One thing he needs to correct is the strikeouts, and he has a lot of them. But that's why you promote somebody in the minor leagues to see if the hitting coaches can help them out. That's a good thing, and good luck to him, Ned. Good luck to you surviving another Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow, sir.